Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. Happy Wednesday afternoon. Greg Mackling and Brett McGarry with you this afternoon. Hope you're having a fantastic day. The sun is shining here in Winnipeg. It's only going to get more spectacular. And you know what's spectacular? Is when you get a surprise guest. Right off the top of the show, we've got a jam-packed show planned for you. Trying to keep it on the lighter side today on a week filled with serious news. And uh, congratulations going out to Winnipegger Todd McCulloch, who is going to be inducted into the Canadian Basketball Hall of Fame. And he happens to be joining us on the line as we speak just outside uh, Seattle, I think, is where we're catching up to you. Todd, is that right? That's right. Just a short, uh, just a short ferry ride away. A beautiful Bainbridge Island, and we've got a we've got a moat around us to protect us. So it's a it's a nice place to raise a family. Absolutely, a gorgeous spot. Congratulations on the announcement of your forthcoming induction in the Canadian Basketball Hall of Fame. A very worthy honor uh, for you, Todd. Were you surprised, and what are your feelings as you as you received word? Yeah, I was extremely uh, surprised. I got an, an email from uh, Michelle O'Keefe that she said, I, I need to speak with you. And I was like, oh, no, what's, what's this about? And then she shared the great news. I was like, I was not expecting that. It was very, it was a huge honor. And uh, I just, I couldn't believe that I somehow met the criteria for uh, for making the Canada Basketball Hall of Fame. So I thought, uh, I thought with being in the Manitoba Basketball Hall of Fame and the Manitoba High Schools, Hall of Fame, I thought I was everywhere that I could be, and I had no idea that there was uh, another level that uh, somehow some people felt like my basketball achievements um, allowed me to be amongst uh, amongst all those great Canadians. So a wonderful country, wonderful game, and so I'm very, very honored, very excited, and I, I can't wait. I've, I've talked to uh, some friends that are going to be in Toronto at the time, and uh, former coaches have reached out to me, and they're going to try and make it. So it's going to be a wonderful uh, event, and I can't wait to see all those people that, you know, really uh, they contributed in a huge way. I, I don't know that I, from the beginning, I, I never thought I could make varsity basketball, and then I never thought I could go D1, and never thought I could make it to, you know, the Olympics or the NBA. And all along, I had coaches at every level from from, you know, YBC youth basketball to YMCA to, uh, you know, Bill Wedlake uh, telling me how good he thought I could be and Randy Cassano and Richard Gooch and, and Doug Fraser. I mean, there's, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but there were so many coaches at every level that just believed in me and, and could see the potential in me. And they, they fostered it and they, they challenged me and I tried to meet those expectations. Didn't want to let those coaches down. Didn't want to let my teammates down. And um, and all of a sudden, I, I found myself in some really great basketball teams and situations with great coaches all the way through. So, Todd, you would be, in my mind, a Winnipeg Steve Nash. You are Winnipeg's representative, making it to the National Basketball Association, played in two consecutive NBA Finals. One is a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, the other as a member of the New Jersey Nets. And so you really were carrying the flag, not only for Canada, but for Winnipeg. Tell us about your days at Shaftesbury High School and, and your memories of Winnipeg. Oh, great, great memories. I mean, what a wonderful place to uh, to grow up. And I'm so glad that uh, my parents moved us there when I was nine so that my formative years could be spent in, in such a quality place with, with such quality people and uh, so many people in, investing in you. I just, you know, I... I was an athletic kid and of course being a Canadian I did my hockey duty for as long as I possibly could and then all of a sudden my friends were interested in basketball and I wanted to be around my friends I wanted to have fun and basketball just kind of 
lent itself to me. And so the next uh, the next thing I know, here I am in, in Winnipeg, and I'm I'm playing at, at Van Wallaham with all my friends, and, and then we all end up at Shaftesbury together. And all of a sudden, there's this new feeder school at Shaftesbury that just hadn't been there before. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, meet up with some of my friends that were at Laidlaw uh, before, and, and they they stayed in uh, Charleswood, and we reunited, and we had some pretty good battles at junior high. And now all of a sudden, we had this team of people, a, a confluence of talent from different neighborhoods, um, and we had played together, a lot of us, for so long that we just had this in, infusion of, of chemistry. And with uh, Richard Gooch and Doug Fraser coaching us, it led us to two, uh, two provincial championships. And I, I remember the first one, we beat uh, Daniel McIntyre 61-59. I, I dropped in 50 for our squad. And um, I've never had a more elated experience. It was an out-of-body experience when the buzzer went off and we had won. And so at, at any level since then, be it the Olympics, NBA Finals, NCAA Sweet 16, I never had that same feeling um you know i think i've been chasing that excitement and that elation of just running around like in my head like a chicken with my head cut off just because i could not believe that we had won the manitoba provincial championship it was it was a dream come true and uh, we were lucky enough to repeat again the next year so very fond memories of my time and coaches and teammates and provincial team and all all that stuff so really proud to be you know any any comparison to uh steve nash is uh undeserved on my part but if uh you know, if I can be that for, for Manitoba, that he's such a great, you know, role model and mentor, even for, for somebody like me that blazed a trail to the NBA. And I always looked up to him with his experiences and how to deal with situations. And he's just, you know, as, as amazing a basketball player he is, being a two-time MVP, for him to be uh, an even better person is quite an achievement. So uh, so to even be in the same sentence with Steve is pretty pretty remarkable. He's a pretty special human being. And, and hopefully there's some people in Manitoba that uh, – you know, let's say, hey, Todd, Todd did it. You know, it's possible, and I can, you know, I can make it to the NBA, or I can make it to the next level, and I can, I can enjoy this game and my teammates, and and use these experiences to build, uh, to build good relationships going forward. There wasn't a gremlin on the line when you mentioned Daniel Mack and the, the win there. I'm a, I'm an, a Daniel Mack alumnus, Todd, so I apologize <laughs> for that audible growl. <laughs> my, my... That's, that's all right. You, you guys, we're, we're an amazing team. Daryl Baptiste is an unbelievable uh, player in person, and they. You guys were the defending champs, and I just thought we didn't have a chance against uh, against you guys. I think that's why I was so surprised when at the end I we were up by uh, three, and my my good friend Jeff Cron decided to foul Daryl Baptiste shooting a three at the buzzer. And I, I, I kind of strangled my friend, and uh, fortunately Daryl missed a couple of them and gave us a gave us a chance. So I have a lot of respect for that school and that program. Todd McCullough is a Winnipeg native. He's being inducted into the Canadian Basketball Hall of Fame. Seven feet tall, 280 pounds. You may recall him playing basketball in the mid-90s and early 2000s. And Todd, it's Brett McGarry here. Uh, I am one year younger than you. I was a basketball fanatic as a teenager, uh, particularly in the early to mid-90s, when I think college sports, uh, American college sports, really exploded here in popularity with March Madison, what have you. So when uh, news broke that you were going to Washington to play basketball, uh, that was pretty exciting for me as a fan. So how exciting was it for you to go to a big Division One school? It was, uh, it was really exciting, and I don't think I quite knew what I was uh, what I was getting in for. You know, at first, I, I, was, I played well enough uh, one summer to get the attention of maybe North Dakota, North Dakota State, and the, the possibility of maybe getting a full athletic scholarship down there. And 
he told me I needed to take this big scary test called the SAT, and I'm like the SAT what? And <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I developed and I'm a year better, and the next thing you know, I've got 50 or 60 offers from USD1 colleges, and it's just it's overwhelming the process. Unfortunately, my parents were very involved in researching graduation records and and looking at this as a real opportunity for me, both athletically and academically, and they just kind of narrowed it down and. And just like you just kind of go with your gut feeling. You talk to coaches on the phone, you get a sense of where you'll be comfortable. And I just, uh, then you get to take a couple of trips. And I came out to Seattle, and it, to me, it felt like a very Canadian city. Um, it just seemed like a nice West Coast, easy attitude. And people were, uh, they were aware that Canada is, is different in a lot of ways, but uh, we're not, we're not in igloos and right around in, uh, you know, in dog sleds and things like that. So there was, um, I, I just really felt at home here and, and still, still do. And so I had a, a wonderful time here at University of Washington under Coach Bender, and I'm still really good friends with a lot of my teammates at that time. And and uh, Washington had not been to the NCAA tournament in over a dozen years. It was the longest drought. And so our goal was to make it to the NCAA tournament. And fortunately, we, we got to the uh, Sweet 16. I know it, I know I had a lot of friends back home watching, you know, those games and the heartbreaker. We lost to UConn at the, at the buzzer that still uh, still kind of eats away at me. But I, it was fun to know that there were some local bars and places with my high school friends and people cheering me on, you know, wanting our team to do well just because of my connection to the city. So I've always felt the support from the people of Winnipeg. And I'm sorry, I need to ask you this. Uh, this has been kind of sticking with me since you mentioned it. Did you say you have a moat surrounding your home? <laughs> no, not my home. The, the island. The island of okay. Bainbridge Island is, is a literal <laughs> island. There's water around it. So people joke that uh, we have a fairly safe community here. There's uh, uh, there's just, there's not a, a there's probably a, a lower level of crime than in some other areas, and so there's a joke that Bainbridge Island has a boat to protect the people. Um, but uh, anyway, it's just a wonderful place to live, and and our kids are seem to be thriving in this uh, in this environment. Now you're right across from, if memory serves me, I spent some time in Seattle, right across from the Boeing plant in Everett there. So you get to see those big planes uh, coming in to land at the uh, Boeing plant in uh, Everett, Washington. Yeah, I haven't made it down. I've heard that's a pretty incredible tour to go see all the aircraft. It's, just, it's one of the world's largest buildings, I think, where they where they make those things, and everyone tells me it's an incredible tour. So I think uh, I've been here a long time, and I need to make it out there and see some of the see some of the cool things that the city has to offer. Now, the only thing that might be cooler, Todd, than your NBA career is what you decided to do after basketball, and the fact that you are a genuine pinball wizard. Where did you? Get introduced to the game of pinball, and what were some of your old haunts here in Winnipeg? And and tell us a, a little bit about what you've been up to in the pinball world. Uh, I love to uh, Academy Uptown Bowling Lane uh, was was the place where I can remember I was part of a, a church uh, Sunday school group, and I think after church we'd go bowling, and there were three kids and, a, and an instructor, and we would bowl, and I would whip my bowling balls down the lane as quickly as possible, then run to the arcade and put. 50 cents into pinball, pinball machine, and inevitably it would be my turn again before I was done. I wasn't good at pinball, but inevitably, like, where is Todd? Oh, that's right. He's playing pinball again. I don't even know why he bowls with us. It seems like all he wants to do is play pinball. So Academy Uptown Lanes, uh, Saints Roller Rink had a pinball as well. Um, so every 7-Eleven, there was a whirlwind. I think the one on, uh, I can't remember where that one was. I now have a whirlwind in my collection. Uh, Pirates Den Arcade at Grand Park Mall. I fell in love with uh, the game called Getaway, and now I'm friends with the designer of Getaway. He's going to come to my house in June, and um, Indiana Jones, that's his brother. So I'm, I'm friends with all these people that designed these amazing games that, that brought me such joy as a youth. And uh, I don't know, it's just this, it's a fun game. I can't compete at basketball anymore, so it's, uh, and I still have some 
competitive juices, and so to, to do something that's fun where people root for each other, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of prize money involved. So they, there isn't a lot of ego. There's a lot of people just rooting each other on. We're all kind of battling against the same machine. So it's a you know a group of like-minded individuals. And I, I noticed recently that Winnipeg now has its first pinball league. So you guys should uh, Google that. I think there's 60 or 70 members already. It just started. So you guys are going to start to have some events there, which I, I couldn't understand why it took so long. There's a bit of a, a resurgence going on across North America. People of, of our age group are remembering how much fun it was to play pinball at 7-Elevens and arcades. And uh, now you can drink a beer while you're doing it. So there's there seems to be a need for people to connect with something real and physical and tangible and not just on a on a two-dimensional screen. And pinball, I think, provides you with so many, hits you on so many senses. And it's a social game, brings people together. And I think there, I think people want to connect with each other more, more than ever. And so places are popping up. And I think the first person to open up a barcade in Winnipeg with a, a pinball theme is going to gangbusters well and uh pinbot was my favorite as well so i'm glad we have that in common as well at least we can agree on that one as opposed to the shasbury versus dmci rivalry uh last one for you what do you what are you doing now otherwise i know you've been had done some broadcasting work uh in the past you continue to do that how do you keep busy and and how old are your kids todd uh that's the answer it's not hard to keep busy i've got uh, my daughter just turned nine about eight days ago and my son's going to be seven in, a, in about a month or so. So they keep me uh, very busy. We, we've been working on their pinball skills, and they're both demonstrating you know, fantastic technique. And then uh, my hobby has kind of spilled into a, a little mini profession where now I'm, a, I'm an operator, so I place pinball machines, a few arcade machines in the local establishments, a burger joint, a brewery, a pizza place. And so I try my best to keep them running, keep them running, keep them fixed. And I love seeing uh, people of my generation bringing in their young children and introducing them to the game of pinball and games like Pac-Man, all these classics, and seeing the, the torch pass to a new generation and uh, helping to entertain people in a different way here on Bainbridge Island and some of the surrounding communities. So I, it, uh, I love the relationships with the local business owners, and I just love seeing kids uh, light up when they see a pinball machine for the first time. Todd McCullough, thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations on being inducted into the Canadian Basketball Hall of Fame. Enjoy the rest of your day, sir. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the support. And uh, go Daniel Mack and Chesbury. Thanks, Todd. Really appreciate <laughs> you doing this on sh such short notice. We didn't even know if we'd be able to get him this afternoon. Todd McCullough, congratulations. What a great surprise. Todd McCullough, just in case you're tuning in just now, uh, you may recall in the mid-90s and early 2000s, played basketball. He's a, a giant of a man, 7 feet tall, 280 pounds when he played basketball, played for the Washington Huskies, well, Shaftesbury for high school, and then he played for the Washington Huskies in college and played for the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Nets in the NBA, which was at the time, like I said, a, as a basketball fan, the fact that a Winnipegger got into the NBA. It was unreal. It was absolutely unreal to to watch Todd do his thing. And in the NBA Finals, uh, one year against Shaquille O'Neal and the Lakers as a member of the 76ers, it really was an incredible time uh, for Winnipeg on the world stage with uh, Todd McCullough carrying that Winnipeg bowder, banner loud and proud. 20 after 1, your forecast up next on 680 CJOB. Meckling and McGarry on 680 CJOB.